Welcome back to the show, people. Decide to kick off um, today's uh, conversation about the movie Gringo, which is, I think there's a couple of movies with the term Gringo in it. Uh, one would have been a Mel Gibson movie a little while back. This one is the 2018 film Gringo, directed by Nash Edgerton and written by Anthony Timbacus and Matthew Stone. Nash Edgerton is the brother of Joel and Taron. Taron, who recently played Rocket Man, the biopic to Elton John. Sir Elton John, Joel Edgerton, who's literally the master of everything he does, uh, director as well. He was in Warriors with Tom Hardy. He directed a movie called The Gift with actors, um, uh, geez, Jason Bateman. And oh, he's been tons of movies. He's been around for ages. Nash Edgerton, I'm not too familiar with, but just watching this movie, I don't mind how he directed it. He's worked with uh, Joel a few times and I... I don't mind the Edgertons in their directions. Um, it's fun. This this is the dark comedy. Um, a bit of action. Uh, it's a movie centered around a, a a man that works for a pharmaceutical company who's about to be basically lowballed by his um his two evil bosses, and he obviously gets into a kidnapping situation in Mexico, and the story goes on from there. So Joel Edgerton. Charlize Theron, David Oyelowo, <laughs> Oyelowo. There's actually several ways you can say his name, but just from our country or European or the American countries, we just say Oyelowo. They, um, Thandi Newton and Paris Jackson, funny enough. She's in there for a little bit. Noticed her. She's just a little um, little appearance in a, in a music store. Anyway, I, as this movie starts off, it gives you a bit of a two-day future. So he, uh, his name is Harold and he basically rings up Joel Edgerton, who was his boss, Mr. Rusk, and says, I've been kidnapped. Kidnappers want $5 million. And they're like, holy shit. Like, Charlie Theron weighs in and she's like, what, 5 million pesos? And he's like, no, dollars. They want dollars. He's like, so that paints a picture of corporate heads obviously doing some pretty bad business. And he's stuck in Mexico being kidnapped. And then that's it. They go back to two days earlier. And this is where they start to paint you the picture of what's the, the, leading, the events leading up. I really enjoyed the start part because Thady Newton, which is um, his wife, she's a little bit plain, which is, which is good for it because this guy's got nothing. Like he literally looked like he's treated like shit. That you got to get up at the all hours of the morning, and from my understanding, anyone who lives in America, whether it's snow or whatnot, they don't tend to get out of bed until it's decent daylight. But in this one, he's got to get up at a certain time in the morning, very dark, snowing, and the first thing she says to him when the alarm gets off is, "Harold, walk the dog," and it's like boom, straight up, he's either under the thumb or completely emasculated in his position of relationship. He's got no say in anything, and. Uh, once again, it's dark, so he's obviously got to do some driving to get to his job. Uh, it's snowing outside, so that's setting the scene for it being a little bit, you know, dismal of, of uh, lifestyle, you know, cold. The dog is small, and of course, he walks up to him and barks at him, and it's like the dog wants him to take his shit rather than himself. So it just means this guy's just got no, no hope for his life. And of course, but you see he's got that little sunshine thing going on especially when he's on the way to work and he's singing one of um, Will Smith's songs, Getting Jiggy With It, 
<laughs> so obviously he's dreaming of going to Miami at some point, which you find out very soon after that song that his accountant basically says he's heading for bankruptcy and there's no more beach holiday and that his wife is the reason for the bankruptcy. And uh, yeah, so that's pretty much it. You got this guy who's in a decent position with bosses that are full, just power hungry. Uh, Joel Edgerton plays a real cool character in this one. Um, it's a little bit out of the normal for him. Charlize Theron is also in that evil character. I find her very attractive and her, her acting skills are just phenomenal. But in this movie, you don't really see her as Charlize Theron. You see her as this controlling office slut bag who'll do everything she can get to, to you know, um, where, and Joel is this egotistical, sexist, power-hungry white male in the office world. So they, they both just do well to put aside their, their faces and completely turn into the characters that you would want to see on screen. And I really enjoy that about movies. Um, I hope you do the same. As I said, there's nothing worse than watching a Ryan Reynolds movie and just seeing Ryan Reynolds the whole time. The payoff for that is that Ryan Reynolds is a beautiful man. He's funny as shit and, and he does the roles that suit the, the brand Ryan Reynolds. So, you know, he, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't be in one of these movies because I, I couldn't see him as that wanker of a boss because I'd always be waiting for that one-line comedy that he always does. Uh, whereas Joel really plays it well and so does Charlize and... And obviously, David, if you've seen him speak in real life, so he's born in England to Nigerian parents. Um, so he's well, he's well, well read, and he's also well spoken. So you can see in that some of the schools he tended to, his dramatic acting in this movie uh, is quite. It's quite. It's cool to watch. You watch him in Jack Reacher. He's just that cop. Um, you know, not saying much, but he's got that plain stare. But in this movie, he's very, he's Nigerian in accent and it's, it is actually a proper accent that he uses from a certain part. It says it in the trivia, I didn't write it down, but um, he does really well in a dramatic scene, especially when he's been kidnapped, which you'll soon come to find out that that kidnap is actually a fake because he's realizing that his company that he works through which is uh, Prometheum para, uh, Pharmaceuticals, and they have a industrial lab in Mexico because obviously the products that they're trying to make are probably considered illegal in the States. So they're making them over there. But what happened along the way is that the two power-hungry bosses decided to start dabbling in some um, sales via the Mexican store to a cut local cartel member called the Black Panther. And you know what? This... This, this story never really works out for whoever's in the position to um, be the carrier of the drug, you could say. So there's a guy that works in the Mexican factory and he has like 35 kids. And of course, he's the one who's been facilitating this arrangement between the Americans, the product and the cartel. And of course, there's this massive merger that's coming that Harold actually uh, stumbles across and he, he is worried about his position in the job. So he's got to go to Mexico every time just to make sure the factory's running on point. But of course, his two bosses want to go with him this time because they want to shut down the production and the, the selling of these drugs on the side from Mexico because they've got someone going to look at the books. So they need the books to be nice and clean and tidy. So you've got this 
you've got these two levels here. You've got a, uh, an employee who's worried about his position and he feels he's going to get screwed over because he's worked his ass off for these people and he's about to go bankrupt, so he really needs money and the job. And then you've got the power-hungry bosses who are going to merge with this other company who are basically trying to cover up all the money that they've been stealing on the backside of this this corporation. So that's where it gets all messy because uh, Harold decides to fake his own kidnap and then he finds out that the kidnap insurance policy, which is worth $5 million, uh, doesn't exist. The power-hungry wankers up the top of the food chain cancelled it because it was just costing the business too much. So now Harold's like, holy shit, this kidnapping is not going to work. But the kidnappers that he used to fake it basically want to actually kidnap him for real at one point because the cartels are in bed with the oh, It's just, it's not messy. It's not a bad situation. It's sort of like the boy who cried wolf style. You know, he pretends to get kidnapped. And of course, he then gets kidnapped for real, which this is where we bring in another one of my favorite actors um, mostly plays the the South African roles and I thoroughly enjoy him in movies like uh, district um, district nine uh, oh the Elysium with um, Matt Damon and he's phenomenal he's quite crazy which I can't even think of his name it's terrible I don't even remember but anyway doesn't matter. He is the brother of Joel Edgerton's character, Mr. Rusk, and um, he's used for extraction and finding, um, you know, like uh, people that have been kidnapped or he's actually just a, he's a mercenary or, or a trained elite, whatever. It's, um, his name's Charlotte Copley. Yeah, that's it. Shalto Copley, he's, every time I hear him speak in South African, I feel like I'm watching the cricket. In this movie, he plays an American. He's obviously retired as a, so-called hitman extraction member. He now works in Haiti um, doing the disaster relief because I'm assuming this movie was set at a point where it was supposed to be after the Haiti thing. So he says, yes, I'll find... Him and his brother, him and Joel don't really have... They have an estranged relationship by the sound of it. They don't trust each other. But, you know, Joel's trying to save his business and not get found out that he's been extorting the company. And then old mate he also wants money for his Haiti project. So they come to an agreement... And he says, look, if you just buy, my, buy the Haiti people some supplies and new laptops, all that kind of stuff, I'll find your, find your kidnapped employee. And that's, that's it. So there you got, you got, you've got the Black Panther cartel. You've got the power-hungry bosses, evil as shit. Harold, who's pretending to be kidnapped. The Mexican hotel owners who now want to kidnap him for real. And then Shalto, Joel's brother, who is paid to come in and find him, track him down. And then the entire police, DEA, FBI, you name it. There's this massive bundle and it's all going to converge at some point. And it's a real fun, it's a real fun watch. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I don't think I could really fault any of it. Um, and the twists and turns are, pr- oh, well, sorry, it's a pretty obvious movie, but that's the thing. It's, it's meant to be. It's a, kid, it's a faking and a kidnap. They tell you that at the, at the start kind of thing. So... It's it's just probably a little bit too easy for you to figure it out and see the tr- the twist points and the and the adjustments in the in the narrative, but doesn't stop me from enjoying it. The actions in it's cool, the the filming set pretty well, 
cartel dudes pretty badass the the drug's got new meaning to it it's not exactly a bad drug it's a good drug it's just they've been selling it to the wrong people so yeah i don't mind i watched it twice just because i wanted to freshen up on the details as i said paris jackson daughter of the late michael jackson late but you know um she pops into a guitar store for like five minutes and i didn't realize it was her until i was doing some reading some homework i'm like okay didn't even know she was in the acting business but from what i saw she did all right for the first i don't know 30 seconds that she was in it so worth a worth a little dabble in your in your eyes get onto it they always support the australian i know it's filmed probably in the states but I, I, as i said the edgerton brothers i certainly love what they do and they're you know it's it's just worthy of our, our eyes to watch so yeah just a short quick one there thanks for listening this is gringo 2018 and Thank you. Jump on the Chaos Movies, which is on Spotify, Podcast, Apple, Google Play, all those kind of things. Um, jump in there, have a crack, and I'll catch you on the next one. As always, thanks for listening. Catch you later. Bye-bye.